Quarterback back at the five, steps up, gets drilled. Yes, sir, he gets mashed. And that is going to be the ball game. Six, five, four, three. They can't snap it. They can't stop it. They can't win it. Alabama wins the ball game. Derek Thomas, linebacker, Alabama. He was a nightmare for people that had to try to prepare for him because he, he had unique skills. Go get the quarterback. I felt sorry for some of those poor tackles that came in and go against him because they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into. Hey, baby, this going there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Not some fun. Son, I got to do this. Lights out. Back in the cornerback, it's just like uh, like you like you devastate a city or you cream or you cream a multitude of people. I mean, it's just like like you put all the offensive players in one bag, and I just take a baseball bat and beat on the bag. So each time he came over there, I tried to tear his damn head off. Let's play some football. Let's play some football. The pressure is on. This is off the edge on Tide 100.9. Focus on what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Think about that. Don't think about how you feel, how tired you are, how hot it is. You got to push yourself on the field when you're playing football. It's my honor to present the national championship trophy to Coach Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. To me, this is the ultimate team. All these guys bought into everything they needed to do to be the best players that they could be. There's more togetherness on this team than almost any team that we've ever had. And they had to overcome and persevere so much adversity through this season. And they've done it magnificently. And I'm so proud of this group for what they've been able to accomplish in going undefeated and winning the national championship. Streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and the Tide 100.9 app. Here is your host of Off the Edge, Jacob Harrison. Welcome to Off the Edge. I am not Jacob Harrison. I am J.R. Moore. I'm a producer here, writer here. Haven't been on the air in quite some time, actually. I'm here with Nathan, uh, Nathan Reed. Sorry, I almost forgot your last name right there. Uh, we graduated together right next to each other. We have graduation photos together, and I almost forgot his name. Uh, Nathan, how are you doing today besides that? Well, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. It's a shame we almost forgot my last name. That was really bad. I'm so sorry. Uh, he's been an intern with us for a long time now, um, almost a year, I believe, right? Not, not, yeah, yeah, almost a year. Almost a year, uh, something like that. Well, we we were looking for something to talk about today, you know, something to be fake mad about like us maybe people are. Uh, it's, that's a joke. We, we don't really do that. Uh, but Marlon Humphrey tossed something in our lap about 30 minutes ago um, that might help us out. So if it's your first time in Tuscaloosa and you have to go to dinner, for a uh, fancy dinner for the first time in Tuscaloosa, where are you going? 
Probably Chuck's. I heard it's good. Um, I know their their sushi's good. I've had it before. Not there, but I've had their sushi before. Did you have graduation dinner in Tuscaloosa? Um, no, I had a graduation brunch and it's in Birmingham. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's not going to help the question, but I had my graduation dinner in Tuscaloosa. I did it side by side. I thought it was pretty good, um, but I, I, I think I would actually go with Chuck's as well. I want a gift card from Chuck's uh, actually for uh, – I think it was – picking football or college football last last year and uh oh oh thank you uh college football last year i got 150 dollars gift card to chucks i had two uh meals there i i splurged on myself uh, but, uh mason did you have one what was your favorite restaurant in uh, chucks is the answer chucks oh, is the answer me, man i mean it, it's not that hard to spend a lot of money there i'll say that but you i think you get like what you spend there um and, and it's pretty good that's a place where the food is so good you're not upset about how much it costs. You know, like it, right. you come out, you come out, you're so happy of with how good that meal tasted, you couldn't have cared less how much it costs. Hey, we're gonna go out to the phone lines here. Thank you, Jeff, for giving us a call. Jeff, what are you doing today? How you doing, guys? Hey Jeff, what's going on? I know how, how you doing. I'm good. I, 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 I just want to say uh, I, I don't know what you guys I just kinda turned to your show there. I will say uh, what, what do you guys think about the uh, schedule? I guess uh, are you off the nine games? SEC games, I assume you are, right? Are you off for the nine SEC football games? Yeah, I would be for nine games um, instead of more. Uh, I, I like having that ability to not have constant pressure of having SEC games back to back to back to back. I think that's helpful. So you, so you want nine to eight, right? Well, yeah, or instead of more, yeah. I want ten. I mean, <laughs> why, 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 why don't we do twelve? Don't, don't Jeff, what do you think about just do doing 12. a full SEC schedule? Let's do 12. Do 12. 12. 16. So get them 16 games. Let's go. <laughs> 16 games. Y'all, y'all think the SEC is the best? It just means more. Isn't it true? Huh? Does it mean more? <laughs> Want to hear from you, huh? What does yeah. it mean more? Want to yeah. hear from you? How, I mean, Saban's only won four nine games. Nobody else is. How do you think Until Kentucky now. fair in a 12-game SEC schedule? Uh, they probably get, we, we probably get, I, I, I like to get out of the league, probably. How many years until Vanderbilt just doesn't participate uh, in football? I don't, I, don't know about, I don't know about Vanderbilt, but I, I know y'all hate Kentucky Stoops. I know that. I mean, you can't stand Mark Stoops. I love Mark, Mark Stoops. Stoops. Mark Stoops don't get no respect. People know Bob Stoops when they know Mark Stoops. Hey, I, Mark, I, Stoops I, Mark, I, Mark Stoops walk in, Mark Stoops walk in the room. They say, who are you? I've never heard of you. Who are you? Hey, well, I'll die on the hill. I love Mark Stoops. I think he's a heck of a car. I think he's one of the best really? in the SEC. I think he's a great I mean, coach. I can't believe that. I mean, really? I God, do. Well, am I on the same radio station? Is this in Alabama? I'd be darned. I don't know. I mean, I think I think you look at what he's done. I think it's impressive what he's done with Kentucky. I mean, this is the first. Is really? The last two I mean, years, this is the first time I've ever seen Kentucky me, have a passing but, game. Well, tell me, tell, tell me something I don't know. Tell me something he's done a good job. Tell me something I don't know. He's going to pass some guy in the house, too. Somebody wore an old house tooth hundred years ago. I don't know about on, that. No. Well, he once wore some house tooth. He's gonna pass him in the fall. He'll be the he'll be the all time winningest coach. Well, he'll be Kentucky, the first coach. Yeah, he'll be the first coach in Kentucky football history. The last ten years, you know that. He'll be the first one in the last ten years in Kentucky football history. He, he's the second longest tenured coach in the Southeastern Conference next to somebody named Saban. Somebody, Saban. Saban's pretty good. He ain't as good as the tooth. He's pretty good. Yes, yeah, I would argue that Saban's all right. Yeah. 
<laughs> but but, but I, I, I know y'all don't, don't don't like Stoops too well, but, but we're going to keep pushing that ball up the hill. And I know but people like y'all don't think we'll win the East or do anything, but we're going to keep pushing and pumping. When, we, when y'all get y'all a basketball grown and build y'all a basketball arena, you let me know. And when you get an AD, he was trained by Mitch Barnard. But he don't know what he's doing anyway. He was trained by him. He don't know what he's doing. But Mitch Barnard's the best athletic director in Southeastern Conference that there have been since the University of Kentucky. I appreciate your comments, Jeff. Yeah, we'll, we'll see y'all. I will see y'all. I appreciate your comments, Jeff. I think you just hung up on me. Good. Uh, but I do appreciate you calling in, though. Um, little, I, what's that, blue color glasses? I don't know what they have there in Kentucky. What's their crappy colors? Is blue and white? I don't think they have anything. No, it's blue and white. Hey, you gotta, you better start respecting the Wildcats, man. They shoot. that Kentucky, they, they'll compete for the East this year. I respect the high school musical Wildcats more than I respect the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm they just... will not compete. You're sleeping. You're they too busy compete. sleeping. Kentucky's a good team. You, they will not compete. Kentucky's uh, a good team. I promise. Tennessee has a better shot than them. Before we finish the show with an interview from earlier today, it was uh, Martin Houston's J.C. Latham interview. Uh, first current player to be on Martin Houston's show, uh, from what I understand. Uh, before we go to that, we're going to close it out with the NBA Finals. I want to get the predictions that we have for Game 1 tonight. Uh, between Boston and Golden State, it's in Golden State. Nathan, what do we think about Boston Golden State? Um, well, tonight specifically, I think Golden State will take them. I mean, Golden State has been here before. They have 123 games of experience between them. I think they will first win game one. It'll take Boston a little bit of time to adjust. Golden State's been off a whole week while Boston's only had three days. They've played in two straight game or seven game series while Golden State's been kind of chilling with what six and then a five game series. I think Golden State, just with all that being said, Golden State will take tonight's game. But let's not get it twisted. I think Golden State or the Boston is good. They will come back when game two. I, w- I won't be surprised if we get like if we're going back to game five, tie two to two. But I think Golden State will take it in the end. Golden State is a three and a half point favorite at the moment. But ESPN, their matchup predictor, if you go to the ESPN app, their matchup predictor has Boston winning fifty nine percent, like a fifty nine percent chance of Boston winning. I'm just not sure, like how I feel about the the matchup between the bigs that Boston has mm-hmm. with the shooters from anywhere that Golden State has. Why does it matter if you have bigs that can defend the rim if Steph Curry can shoot from outside of the arena? Like, why did, does it matter? Did you see their um, ESPN's power index? They had no. Boston out over eighty percent chance to win. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh wow. yeah, like really. But I'm also worried about Boston scoring. I mean, they're not really a high-scoring team. In their last five games, here, here were their scores. In wins and losses, they had uh, 96 points, 103 points, 80 points, 102, and 103. And Golden States were all 120, 119, 100, 126, and 112. They just outscore well, everybody, yeah. unless, even like, in losses. Unless someone like Tatum goes off for like 40 or 50, a Golden State gets honestly 110 or over, which is not that hard for them. They're gonna beat you. It's it's no doubt about it. I mean, if they because Golden State is a scoring team, you can't. There's too many weapons they have, and you have Curry, Clay, Poole, Wiggins, and I understand the Celtics have just as many weapons. That's why I think they will challenge the Warriors. Um, but I still just don't think you beat them. Mason, do you have a finals prediction? I think it's going to be a much more competitive series than you know probably a lot of the national media is making it out to be. I think a lot of people are kind of clamoring for the Warriors to just go out and dominate in this series, and I don't think it's necessarily going to be that way. I think the Celtics match up really well physically. I think some of the guys that have like Al Horford and Robert Williams are much more physical players than a guy like a Draymond Green. You know, I, I 
I don't think I don't think Boston can necessarily win the series. I'll, I'll I'll say Golden State in seven, but I think it's going to be very tightly contested. And I think y'all are sleeping a little bit on Boston's perimeter defense. I have Golden State in six. I probably am sleeping a little bit on uh, Boston's defense. Uh, you know, I just don't see it because Steph Curry is one of the best perimeter shooters uh, I've ever seen. Uh, but let's go ahead and close down the show so we can get us out to that Chasey Latham interview. Thank you for giving us a listen on Off the Edge. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon. The chance of scattered showers and a few strong thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 88. Tonight's low, 67. For tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine and not as humid. The high at 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama. Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA grant number 18-VA-VS-050, the ABA, and this site. We aren't going anywhere. Off the Edge is available in the podcast center on Tide100.9.com. Good morning. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Uh, it is a uh, special day and a, a sign of the times to come. What am I talking about? Uh, the Martin Houston Show uh, has a special guest joining us this morning. For the first time, um, is uh, it's absolutely awesome to have uh, a current Alabama player. This young man, uh, he, he doesn't even know this. He is he is setting history, Joe, uh, on uh, the Martin Houston Show. We have Mister J C. Latham, number 65 uh, on the field, and, and, and I'm going to go ahead and claim it, J.C., for you, number one in your heart. Good morning, J.C. How you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Good, good. So glad you're able to be in with us, J.C. Uh, on, on the um, line with us will be X's and O Sports, Xavier Houston, as well as our brand manager, uh, Joe uh, Gaither, they may have a question for you as well. Well, I, I guess I'll, I'll start right off with you. First of all, congratulations um, on, on, on getting adjusted last year. Uh, but what has J.C. Latham been up to uh, this summer uh, as he's preparing for uh, to make that run uh, at uh, starting left tackle? Uh, really just working as much as we can. Uh, Understand where I fit in best at the O line position, um, and just really just trying to dominate 
everything that we're doing here. So you feel me? The workouts every day, the lifts, the conditioning, the body exercises that we do, the mental trainings, all those type of stuff, the field techniques and um, workouts and stuff. Just doing that every day, making sure that no matter what comes up, like you feel me, we're ready for it. Now, now, JC, uh, we're, we're going to talk about several different things. We're going to talk about you and Alabama football. We're going to talk about your transition here. And we're also going to talk about uh, some of the things you're doing uh, on NIL, on and off the field, uh, as well as a golf tournament you're part of. Uh, you know, you use the word dominate, and I noticed it, that you have some apparel um, that you have in the word under it is, is dominate. Now, is that – is that JC's term, or is that what this offensive line has adopted for the offseason? Uh, that's really what we've adopted for the offseason. I mean, last year, um, just looking at how we performed, we saw a lot of keys like to where we had some successes in some areas, but in a lot of other areas, we needed to improve then. So we took a lot of that personal, and um, we chose to like, – we didn't want to just – go out there and practice every day and see what happens. We want to kind of um, basically reshape the images that we have with ourselves to bring back the traditional uh, Alabama offensive line. Uh, that, that's awesome. Uh, X, I, I know you had a question about uh, part of that transition and um, the way they're being uh, coached up. Uh, how you doing this morning, JC? How you doing? Doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, so, speaking of transitioning, what's what's the biggest difference between Coach Marone and Coach Wolford so far that you've seen? Um, so Coach Wolf, I mean, both both in my opinion were both really great coaches, but I feel like Coach um, Wolf, what he does a really good job, and that's why Coach Marone, uh, with him coming from the NFL, he um he was really like. Job oriented, and then nothing wrong with that. Um, like you feel me, most of us, you feel well, really all of us, like understand we gotta get the job done. But Coach Wolf, with I feel like with him coming from an, another college, he understands that a lot of us are like coming straight out of high school, so like it's different from going dealing with like 30 year olds who are in the NFL to dealing with 18 year olds who are coming out of high school. So he understands that, like, yes, yeah, a job at the end of the day, like, you got to be able to have the guys, like, have fun and have, like, be interactive and stuff. So, like, like in meetings there or whatever the kids may be, like, on the field, like, he tries to make sure, like, yeah, like, we're focused on our job and if we're doing good that day or whatever the kids may be, he'll try to, like, like lighten the mood with, like, uh, like jokes or just talking to the players or whatever the kids may be. Just so, like, because, you know, being in Alabama is easy. So just to let, like, I guess some of the tension off our back. And I feel like that really, he started that off from day one just as soon as he met us, just, you feel me? We all got together and just just started talking. Just uh, got to know one another. Just really like connected, and that created like a bond. So I feel like that off the gate just um, helped us so much because I feel like Marone when he came in, he came in and it was during all the time because obviously it was COVID. But he also came in like um, during um, conditioning our four quarter program. So it was like it was kind of hard. Like yeah, like he, he came in running. Like we had to go just because you feel me. That's where we were at. So. That, that that's an interesting uh, um, perspective there, JC. Because on our show, uh, myself and many of us have said, I wonder how hard it's been for the connection between Marone and these guys because he 
coached pro players for so long, and um, and 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 is he connecting? Uh, at the level these young guys need. So if you're just now tuning in, you're listening to the Martin Houston Show. This is the Album One Hotline, and we have uh, Mr. J.C. Latham, number 65, for the University of Alabama, talking Alabama football right now. Mr. Latham, uh, tell me something. Uh, J.C., you, you, you came from Wisconsin, uh, where you were a champion there. You went to IMG, where you became a champion, and, that, and now you're at Alabama uh, and, 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 of course, uh, how did IMG as a program help prepare you for the atmosphere and the, the intensity of being a part of the Alabama program? Uh, IMG did a great job. That's a really good question. IMG did a great job in preparing me um, just really in the aspect outside of – so, first off, the football environment so going against guys like uh, Malik Bryant, uh, guys like that, playing uh, with guys like Tyler Booker, you feel me? Being around guys like DeCorey Brooks and J.J. McCarthy, you're around high-level competition. So um, just being in that environment shows you, like, all right, like, say, for example, like, if any of us were to be a player who, when we came from our other high school, we were, like, say, cocky or really, like, um, into ourselves, whatever it can be, we'll see, like, what the competition that we're going to be around, uh, our age at least, is going to look like going into um, college. So we're going to be like, all right, well, this guy's ahead of the curve. And if he's going to play early, I got to get to where he's going to get to type deal. So you feel me? Uh, it kind of just forced a lot of us to mature in that aspect, at least on the field, just because you feel me? You see guys who are going to be like J.J. McCarthy, uh, ready to play his freshman year and all that type of stuff. So you see like what he had to do. He had the blueprint laid out for not only his position, but just for football um, players in general. And then outside of football, just really like the meetings and um, the schedule, how it works. I mean, uh, I'm not taking no credit from my school. I came from the Catholic Memorial. That was a really great school as well. Like that were top-tier football program in the um, state. They did a really good job at making sure um, like they the athletes were taken care of, like in all sports, really. Uh, athletes were taken care of. They um, know what they have to do and all that stuff. But, you know, being at IMG where, like, the money's just completely different, that was just a completely different environment. Like, we had meetings at 7.30 in the morning. We would uh, go to practice, like, right after that. We would have to go to school later on throughout the day. You feel me? So just getting acclimated to that schedule, not, not your traditional high school schedule, more of, like, a college schedule, really set it up so when you got to college it was like all right i'm already used to this i'm already used to you feel me going to school after a long day of practice or going to practice after like a short short day of school or whatever or doing tutoring at night um with whoever i'm doing tutoring with you feel me so yeah that that's awesome jay i have one quick follow-up question on the img wisconsin wisconsin to img i know you chose bama uh over, you know, numerous, numerous schools, but uh, it was reported that you were looking at possibly Notre Dame. And, of course, Wisconsin was one of those schools that supposedly you were – how much of a pull was it to go back home uh, and play for, for Wisconsin, which is known for having big, powerful offensive linemen? Um, looking at it, I mean, Wisconsin, I really like no, um, I really like what they had over there, but – just as soon as I left to go to IMG, I really wasn't recruited by them no more. And I really don't understand why um, that oh. was. So, 
Yeah, so I just let that kind of, like, you feel me? I let it go, I mean, as much. And then it, I don't know what the deal was, but even, like, my coach knew, like, was Costco supposed to come down, like, one week? I forgot what week it was. I think we were playing, I want to say St. John's. It was, like, around october or whatever. But they were supposed to come down. Um, coach told me that, and obviously, like, I was the only player from Wisconsin on the team currently, so he feel me. He was like, yeah, they're here for you. All this stuff, okay, cool. I'm not coming, so... I didn't know, like, what the deal was with that. I didn't know what was up. So, like, when it was time to, like, make, um, turn my, turn my, like, focus into, like, my top schools, I had to, like, kind of weed what's happening out just because it, it was, like, the attention wasn't there. I didn't want to force no school to give me attention because, like, other schools were already giving me, like, a lot more attention than that. So, yeah, we're we're speaking with J.C. Latham. Uh, just in case y'all are wondering, Wisconsin did not pursue the number one <laughs> offensive tackle uh, in, in in virtually every rating uh, tool in there. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll leave that with uh, Wisconsin. Uh, but uh, Mr. J.C. Latham did choose the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, and is battling out for. Uh, that number one uh, left tackle position. Uh, X, did you have a question for him? Yeah, uh, so, J.C., as it was just stated, you were the number one offensive tackle in your class. What was the hardest thing about transitioning from being a tackle to through your true freshman year, you played a lot of guard. So what was the biggest adjustment there? Uh, I guess the biggest adjustment really was just to learn that um, to learn like the level of competition that you're going to be going against, not only is going to be is going to be at a completely different level, but it's also going to be um, like the small things are going to become a lot more detail oriented than what you may uh, seem. You're going to see a lot more. You're going to go against a lot more, so you got to be ready for all for everything that's going to come. Joe, you up? Yeah, absolutely. JC, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I want to know, you, no you you did play a lot of guard last year. Uh, what, what do you take from Evan Neal's journey going from uh, fr- from guard to right tackle to left tackle at, at, at Alabama uh, that you, maybe you can take on, on your own journey? Uh, he showed me a lot, and I'm, I'm grateful to have him as a, a mentor, a teammate, and a friend just because uh, the relationship that we had, and actually, he was uh, when we went to like like road games and stuff, or even home games. We stayed in the hotel. He was my roommate, so a lot of the times, yeah, we would talk outside of like football. But a lot of the times, um, like when we did talk about football, he would just give me a lot of in- insight. But he also like uh, helped me like mature also um, to understand like what I needed to do if I wanted to play or when my time came. So, but taking away taking away um, something from his journey and his path that I learned really, I guess it would just be the, the work that they can have determination to, um, to play really his boy to play was just unmatched at that time, really by a lot of people. Um, he, he was six to eight, great, great body, great frame. And he knew he could be one of the uh, best players in the country at his position and just in general also. So you feel me? Just not wasting the talents that God gave you, not getting into a situation how, where most people see it, oh, we're at Bama, we can have fun, we're going to win all that stuff. He stayed focused, he kept working. He handled his business and did what he had to do, So, and which led him to be uh, a top 10 draft pick. But, yeah, just understanding that and just understanding that we're in the best position we can be 
but it's on us on how we're going to take away from, what we're going to take away from it. Yeah, speaking once again with J.C. Latham, uh, left tackle for University of Alabama. J.C., you know, you, you just said something. He was your roommate, uh, talking about Evan Neal. Uh, and one of the things that I think sometimes fans uh, don't get, having been a former player, uh, you know, the guy I room with played the same position as me. And it's hard for people to understand how could two guys be battling out for playing time. Uh, uh, and, and, and all that, but yet uh, be pouring into each other. Uh, and, and, of course, you just said Evan Neal is kind of that leader. Uh, who, who um, and it may be you or you may have accepted that role based on the influence, but who are the guys that's kind of stepping up and taking that leadership role uh, uh, for this current Alabama team? On the offensive uh, line. It's really a lot of us, including myself, but speaking outside of me, just because, like I said, we all take everything so personal. We're not trying to leave no stone unturned. So it's really like even down to um, Emil and Darian Dalcourt, who both are uh, who were both hurt uh, coming off of an injury, like in the spring. Um, Jason Cohen, um, Kendall Randolph, Seth, all, all these was even uh, Damian George. We all try to lead one another, and some lead by example. Some lead with. Um, some lead with their actions, some lead with their words, but at the end of the day, we don't want to, we don't want to, um, what you call it? We don't want, like I said, we don't want to leave no stone unturned. So when it comes to, um, when it comes to like leading, like, I guess like as a group, we collectively, we collectively, uh, choose to do it all together. So. Yeah, JC, we, we're going to – what I'm going to do here, so just kind of help you say, we're going to talk a little bit about that golf tournament. We're going to talk about NIL, and then we're going to uh, uh, close out your time with us, letting us tell us what JC's uh, kind of personal ambitions in this year's team has to offer. But, JC, uh, our partnership, a relationship developed because you're going to be a part of the Alabama One uh, Aspire One Community Golf Tournament coming up on June 9th. Uh, going to be out there on the course uh, – um, you know, meeting some of the fans. And so I kind of tie this all into the NIL deal. Man, how different uh, is it for you and, and the guys? You know, you kind of came in under this umbrella, uh, but but for you and the guys, now that you can be out in the community, serving your community, building relationships, building your name, image, and uh, likeness brand. Um, uh, tell us about why you think it's important to be a part of something like the, the uh, fundraising uh, tournament for Alabama One uh, Aspire Foundation. Um, it's really important to me. Uh, it's a really good opportunity as well. Um, even back day into before ING, I always wanted to, me and my friends always wanted to look how to give back to the community. Um, and help out the community and stuff. And I guess kind of going to IMG because uh, the school is in or yeah, the school's located in Bradenton. So um, that's really like a uh, what I've been told was like a retirement community. So it wasn't as much to do like giving back to the youth as far as that goes. And then with IMG being boarded off and um, just opening, it was kind of a lot hard to like you should help with the community. But um, being here in college, I really like appreciate the opportunity I've been given to give back and get to know the people of this community. Yeah, and and I want I want to highlight because we're going to have you and several other of your your friends and teammates on in the coming days. You know, a lot of people, JC, think that name, image, and likeness, and, and building your brand is all about um, just the money you get, but um, as you just said, there it's also about you being able. 
to give back. Um, and so uh, we, we, we really want to thank you. This is this is Martin Houston jumping off from the host to the Alabama one and say we're so excited that you committed to come out and be a part of our golf tournament on June 9th and be out there meeting the players and shaking hands and, as they say in the political world, kissing babies and, and putting. Now, have you ever played golf, J.C.? No, uh, no sir. I mean, I, I had a couple of swings, but yeah, not, not, not to, uh, what you call it, the degree of most people. <laughs> JC, well, I, I'm gonna we're gonna put you on the putting end. Uh, I, I can relate to that. Uh, but hey, man, with where you're headed and where you're going uh, with the bright future you have, you might want to pick that up. Let's talk a little bit about uh, name, image, and likeness. Um, JC, what what what's been uh, the, the most exciting part uh, and, and at the same time scary part for you in the NIL world? Uh, personally. I guess, like, going up with, like, what's the scariest part, uh, I really don't want to do something with, uh, like, a company or, like, a brand that's kind of, like, shady, and I find out later on that they're, you feel me, not the right brand or not the right company that I, I want to be a part of. I end up maybe hurting my own image in the run. Um, that's the really, like, the biggest part about it because, you feel me, a lot of people will run a rush as soon as you can get paid or whatever it can be rushed into things. Uh, I don't want to rush into things and end up messing myself up. But, uh, I mean, obviously, like, everybody knows, like, yeah, you can get paid. It's exciting. Um, that's cool. But, like I said, it's more about the image for me. Like, like the money is good and all that stuff. Like, I know, you feel me, I'll be straight as far as that aspect goes. Um, that's not really one of my top priorities uh, being here. But my image and how uh, people view me, I feel like that's, that's kind of important Um, because, like, that this is this is your community and this is, who you're going to be a part of, this is going to be our model. So when you come back, you feel me, you want these people around you to, you feel me, like make you feel welcome and stuff. So I feel like that's also really, um, really important to like have even outside of like all the like deals and stuff. So. All right, JC. So everybody knows you, you fell short, unfortunately, in the national championship game against Georgia. And I know that is a team goal for the 2022 season is to make it back and win the national championship. What are your personal goals? Uh, my personal goal is to get on the field, start, uh, and then be the best at my position, whatever that position that I'm playing, just to um, go out and dominate every play. And, yeah, just go out and show, showcase what I know I can showcase and just focus on, focus on me and getting better. And I feel like everything else will um, – be taken care of. Uh, hey, uh, JT, I want, I want to, uh, and man, we're pulling for you to have the best season possible. And, and of course, um, we're, we're looking forward to that. But I want to take you back uh, to the NIL uh, thing that you just said. There's three things there, right? There's the name, uh, and, and, and it sounds like you were raised in a good family, was already giving back to your community uh, and, and I'm sure your your family has told you your name is 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 the most important thing you have because it sticks with you your entire life. You talked about the image part being so important, um, and then the likeness is going to come by what you do on the football field, and people wanting to wear that number 65 and have Latham on the back of that jersey. Um, Speaking of that, uh, you know, you have a, a couple different representations, and our relationship with you is through uh, Hedius Maxima, 
Maximum, um, and you can go to that website, Hedius uh, Maximum, and I know people may be like, do what? But it's, it's uh, Hedius Maximum, and it's H-E-A-D-U-S Maximum.com. Uh, so you can go there. Uh, but, J.C., when you talk about that name, image, and likeness component of, of what you do, um, I'm, I'm so glad. I mean, I, I can't tell you how uh, excited I am that that's what you're, you're focusing on, not just building uh, what you do on the football field, but that, that off-the-field image. What are some of the things that J.C. Uh, likes to be involved in uh, in terms of off-the-field uh, involvement, and, and maybe if some people want to get you involved in that, how they can reach you. Um, really, as far as I feel goes, um, things that I'm involved. I mean, I'm not really too out there, like as far as like, um, like going out all the time and all stuff. But like I said, I do like giving back, and I do like making sure like those around me are uh, straight. And if anybody ever needs really anything, I feel like I feel like it's um. Like, always nice to help our people. One thing that I learned being here from all my roommates, mom, she told me that it's always nice to um, help people out. And because you never know, uh, you might be in a situation where you might uh, like to be helped out. So you feel me? Just always do nice things so you can expect nice things to come back to you and just keep the world rolling. So uh, that's really what I've been trying to do as well. Just not even for the sake of me getting something in return, just really in general just to help people out and um, do nice things whenever I get the chance to. Well, I, and I want everybody to know I, I posted it in my uh, chat uh, that that link. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, you, you're developing a brand and some apparel, uh, JC. Um, uh, uh, so, some good looking stuff you got uh, up for sale. If somebody want to support you, uh, you know, a lot of people think uh, name, image, and likeness is just about boosters and big money. Uh, but you're building a brand, that 6'5 brand. Uh, you got some really neat things on, on the website there, ranging from phone covers for the different phones to the hoodies to T-shirts. I love that Alabama Dominate, so we're going to be looking forward to that, uh, J.C. But uh, uh, tell, tell, tell the people how they can support J.C. Latham uh, as he, he moves forward. Yeah, uh, we have a website coming up pretty soon. Um, we also have What's our merchandise, like you said, coming out as far as phone cases, T-shirts, all that stuff. So if y'all are interested in buying anything, show support. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can just go on and really for your everyday needs or whatever the case may be, uh, it'll be right there. Yeah, that's Hedius Maximum. That's head, E-U-S, Maximum.com. Uh, you can check that out with uh, J.C. Latham. I'm going to circle back, J.C., uh, to some football. Uh, and if anyone's listening right now, if you want to reach out to me and or our station um, and, and get that information uh, to stay in touch with J.C., because it's J.C., Damian George, uh, Tim Smith, uh, and uh, let me make sure it was one more. I just drew a blank. Uh, and Kendall, uh, oh, J. Van Cohen uh, on that website that you can go out and, and support them by by uh, purchasing their merchandise. But J.C. Bama fans, uh, of course, the O line was a big conversation this spring. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the 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 team as a whole. Um, you know, uh, we watched you guys in the spring, uh, and 
the, 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 we had some new you know new guys come in how how has it been for you as a player uh having the likes of uh Gibbs and Burton and others join the team uh how has that um assimilation been for you I'm sure you probably uh experienced this at IMG as well yeah um both players are really great people in general so it's a lot easier to play with them uh they're not cocky or egotistic um even with um um Burton winning the national championship I mean like just talking to him he doesn't really like rub that in I said I don't think he's that to me at least I don't think he's really ever mentioned that um, in, at any time with him being here. But, um, yeah, but like I said, both are really great people uh, and both are really great to play with. Gil, he just knows how to, like, break loose. He's got that breakaway speed. So as soon as, like, he finds his opening, uh, he's real patient enough to make sure he he's going to, like, get at least, like, five, six. But if you give him enough, he'll take the crease all the way. And then um, Burton... He's just really like I haven't even been able to look at him as much, but he's just a get open type of player. Like I look back and just wonder, like you see, I'll see like down the field. Next thing you know, I see him wide open, twenty, thirty yard game, forty yard game. So I can definitely see him being a, um, a key contributor just because of you feel me that uh, ability alone. All right, uh, and I, I got a question. You're going against what um, many. Uh, believed to be the best player in college football at that left tackle position uh, in, in, in Mr. Will Anderson. Uh, JC, I, I block, uh, have you heard your name, Derek Thomas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm sure you've heard that comparison. Well, I had the privilege of, of being a freshman against Derek Thomas. Um, and I'm still trying to uh, block him. So <laughs> I, 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 I can tell people it's not an easy task. Tell us what, what that does for you in terms of being able to prepare against a guy like uh, Will Anderson when you have chances to go head-to-head. Um, so going to a guy like Will, another like, great player, phenomenal player. He does everything uh, great. So just going to get someone like him just really helps me and a lot, of, a lot of aspects as far as the player that I want to be and get to just because I know he's going to push himself every single play, um, whatever it is, whether it's short yardage, um, third, third and long, you feel me, first to ten, whatever it is, I know he's going to give me give me his all. So going against someone like that is always great. And then when you add on top of the abilities that he can do and everything that he can do, it just makes it even better. So, um, yeah, just going against him, like I said, his speed, his quick burst, his strength, like all those type of aspects to his game really helps me because I really don't think there's another player out there who can compare in every area that he can. So, Awesome. Hey, Joe, you guys have anything for um, – uh, Yeah, uh, there, there's a question from one of the listeners, uh, JC, and he was – intrigued about uh, what is the nutrition program like at Alabama? You know, is it more uh, player-specific, position-specific, and, and how do those things work, and how, how are you enjoying the food at Alabama? Um, nutrition is a key part uh, in our game, and I really enjoy all the food. We have top-notch shelves there, so uh, shout-out to them because they're just great on what they do. We've got a team over there who's committed to not only making sure we're eating what's right, but also that the food is actually, like, really good, too. Because I know some places, you feel me, you want to um, 
eat healthy, the food might taste flavorless to a sense. So they do a really great job of making sure what you eat is not only good, but also right for you. And whether you need to maintain weight, lose weight, or increase weight, it's all going to be the same as far as um, what you're going to eat. So. All right. Uh, Joe, you have any, any clo- uh, closing questions for uh, JC before I wrap things up with him? Yeah, absolutely. JC, uh, when name, image, and likeness was introduced last summer, uh, a, a lot of people may, may have had the perspective or, or voiced the perspective that it was going to be a, ma- a major distraction to college athletes and college players trying to uh, further their goals and get to their professional goals. How have you dealt with uh, the, the distraction, or how would you respond to people who say that it's uh, too big of a distraction to, to the college athletes? I really don't pay no mind to uh, people who comment on that as far as what that goes, um, I really don't see it as any more of a distraction than anything else because um, we all have social media. We all have, you feel me, things in our lives that we love to do. But part of being an uh, adult, especially a uh, college athlete, is learn how to manage um, what you have going on. So I think um, that just added a new dynamic to it, something that we can all learn how to manage and uh, control in our lives. But as far as it being a distraction, I don't really think people, players like us, um, allow it to even be a distraction because our our goals not only winning on the field, winning national championship. So we're not really worried um, too much about name image and likeness, as some may think. Because our goals never going to change, no matter um, what rules come about. Hey man, that's J.C. Latham who's been on with us for for two segments this morning. J.C. Latham, left tackle uh, at the University of Alabama. Uh, fighting to be that starting position, uh, of course, having competition from from several uh, teammates and uh, even uh, a transfer in Tyler Steen. But he talked about the camaraderie that this offensive line has. They want to dominate uh, this offseason. But uh, I have been very impressed with you, young man. I'm wishing you nothing but the best. Um, I, I, I want to remind people that when you hear him talk about name, image, and likeness, what he said is so different than what the narrative has been. He said he's more worried about his name and his image, and his likeness is going to be built by what he does on the field. So if you want to support him, if you want to be a part of what he's doing, uh, I know that uh, he's part of the Hedius Maximum team. Uh, You can go to my website and look into that and find out – Everything that's going on uh, with him, Hedius Maximus, H-E-A-D-E-U-S Maximum.com. You can find out more about his merch as well as the other guys that are part of his team. Uh, You also, uh, correct me if I'm not wrong, you also signed uh, with Rosenhaus as well. JC, is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, JC, tell tell our listeners if they want to support you. uh, how how they can, can can be a part? Do they reach out to, to them? Do they reach out to you? Uh, to, uh, help help us help you, man. That's what I want to do. Yeah, uh, like I said, website uh, coming up. Uh, as you mentioned, with Eddie is Maximus uh, coming up pretty soon. Where you can buy merch, where you can buy merch, where you can um, get latest fashion or whatever you need as your everyday needs. And uh, we just greatly support. We just greatly appreciate it. Uh, 
Yep. And hey, in hey, next uh, next uh, Thursday, June 9th, uh, once again, we want to thank you for being a part of one of our celebrity guests at the Alabama One Aspire Foundation uh, Golf Tournament. Uh, we will we will put you on the putting side, um, uh, JC, so you don't have to worry about driving and and uh, uh, missing any balls on that. Um and I'll give it to you to uh, give your closing thoughts. Anything you want to say to the Bama Nation? Uh, Rose Tide. Just have a great day. <laughs> Rose Tide. All right. Well, JC, we will definitely be in touch. We'll have you back again uh, uh, as we move throughout the summer and uh, with future opportunities that you have coming up. Uh, young man, I, we wish you nothing but the best, uh, and thank you for, for being a groundbreaker, man. This is the first time we've had an opportunity uh, to talk to uh, a current player, and uh, we couldn't have started off with a better guy uh, uh, than yourself. So thank you. Uh, what's that uh, handle? If you want to, you can give it out if you want to. If you don't, you don't have to. But if anybody wants to follow you on your social media outlets, where can they find you? Uh, just at TKJ. T-K-J-A-Y on Instagram. One more time. T-K-J-A-Y on Instagram. All right. That is Mr. J.C. Latham. Thank you, J.C., for getting up early this morning. Uh, And we'll we'll, uh, reach back out to you later on as we move throughout the the offseason and into the season. Uh, Wishing you nothing but the best. No problem. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon, the chance of scattered showers and a few strong thunderstorms through tonight. The high today, 88. Tonight's low, 67. For tomorrow, a good supply of sunshine and not as humid, the high at 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Thank you for listening to 